Welcome back. <laughs> I was gonna like spook believers, but I couldn't I couldn't pull it out in time. Welcome back to Page of the Ninth, the daily podcast where we read a page of Harrow the Ninth and then we talk about it. This is page 395. Abigail said, close by. The others will be there already if all's gone according to plan. Take my hand. We're heading outside. The cold hit like a slap in the mouth. The snow was falling and driving vision-obscuring sheets, smarting the skin with a smell that made them all wretch. The fifth led her along a rope attached to an outside terrace. The obscuring fog could not disguise the roar of the sea below, nor the fact that most of the terrace had gone. Then, down again, into a corridor so choked with gurgling pink tubes that they brushed Harrowhark as she followed close at heel to descend a flight of stairs. This was familiar territory. A vestibule, dark and claustrophobic. Malfunctioning lights overhead, fizzing madly. At the bottom of the stairs, glass doors showed the space where the pool had once been, filled now with bloody water, dark bobbing shapes within. River water. Abigail turned to a tapestry that had been pinned up over one wall, and shouldering it aside, revealed a cramped entryway to a hall that Harrowhark knew well. She said, Surely not. It's not locked, said Magnus, and it's been left alone. No blood rains, nothing jiggly. Harrow was bewildered by another layer of recognition and realization as Abigail approached the great heavy pillared lictoral door with its reliefs of horned animals and its crossbar of black stone and carved marble, and wrapped a sharp sequence of knocks on it that were, after a moment, answered by a scrabbling from within. This was not simply one of the locked rooms of old. It was a person's room. And as for whose, the door yawned open. The rail of electric lights shone down upon the old laboratory area, a row of benches with scoured, pitted, composite tops, books and ancient ring binders pushed into a far corner, the inlaid tessellation of bones in the walls, and the flimsy poster of a six-armed construct with a hulking body and a flat-skulled head, the old ruler of the response chamber. The real Septimus was here, poring over a sheaf of flimsy, flipping through it as though looking for something. Nearby was a pushed-together arrangement of chairs, a leather-covered sofa, and a long table where Lieutenant Dias was... End of the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. (laughs) And I'm Jeremy. So, as we discussed, I feel that what's happening here is the, the metaphor of the falling apart Canaan house is reflecting the falling apart of Harrowhark's um, illusion. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not just the psyche, but like the, she's assembled um, sort of by accident, these ghosts in order to make a false memory for her, but the ghosts are actually ghosts and they are starting to point out the inconsistencies in it. And Harrowhark is starting to notice them as well. But of course, because of what she did to herself, she's unable to remember anything involving Gideon. Um, which is why it sort of enters this like weird, like almost fan fiction. Um, but because it's falling apart, Canaan House is also falling apart. You'll also like, if you'll indulge me, I sort of feel like the areas that are best rendered are the areas that she spent the most time in. And then when she has to go outside and do the climb at the beginning of the page, she has no actual memory of it. Uh, so it's just like foggy and, and nondescript. I think the prose uh, reflects what Harrow is able to like, piece together from memories versus what is like what is allowed her and also the river water in the pool in the first book this is the pool where harrow and gideon sort of have their moment where they come together and like become sisters where harrow and gideon sort of like let each other in um and it's also where harrow tells gideon i as i recall it's like the secret of the tomb she talks about what her what her parents did and also that she opened the tomb um 
And so I think there's a metaphor here that like the pool is is still there, but it's it's filled with with the river water, with the souls of the dead leaking in. I I so I remember that scene in Gideon, and I and I agree that like it feels like there's a reason that like they have to go by the pool and that is all mentioned. But also the description feels different than in Gideon. Like when they're describing like, okay, there's the pool and then like they go down the hallway and then there's the area that's the laboratory and they're going over all the details of the room. And for some reason, it's not the room I remember it being. Well, like, is it described differently? Am I going insane? I, I think there's two possibilities. I think it could be that because Harrow is a different character than Gideon, she points out and fixates on different elements of the room. Or it's possible that Harrow is unreliable as a narrator and thus she's describing things wrong and you're meant to notice that wrongness because it's all part of the the mind trap that she's made. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like there might be something in the idea that it's it's detailed and important to her, but she can't remember why. So it sort of has this this slantiness to the prose, I guess, is the best way I can articulate it. I mean, there are a lot of things in this book that frustrate me. And I think that one of them is just like the sense that I never know what's going on, who's important or why. Um, and so, and when I feel that for long enough, I kind of check out and I feel like I check out every time she like flashes back to, to what were supposed to be the events of Gideon the ninth. And maybe it's because they are different. Like I, you know, I think we're supposed like, when we see a flashback to a thing that we already saw happen, we expect it to be familiar. And I think the fact that it wasn't familiar was so jarring to me that I just like, like my brain just slid right over it without registering it or trying to make sense of it because it just did not make any sense to me. And I feel like that happens to me a lot in this book. Oh yeah. Does it ever like, honestly, by this point in the book, we're starting to get more clarity. Like this is, this is like, I feel like, by the late 300s, early 400s is sort of where we're getting to uh, actually understand a few things. Yeah. Well, because by the late 300s, early 400s, we're in a place where new things are happening. It's no longer kind of retreading the broad strokes of the first book, which the early memories are, but it's starting to make new things. This book really started to sing for me when I reread it. Um, because I was with you there the first time, Jeremy. I was very confused. I was frustrated that I wasn't spending time with the Harrow Hark of the first book, the one who I liked and wanted to spend time with. Now, now, Nick, we shouldn't get too far off the page. Okay, fine. But just to say that on reread, when you understand, spoiler alert, of course, by now, you've, you know, we've talked about this, so it shouldn't be a spoiler, but um, once you understand that these people are not memories, they're ghosts who are like, dimly aware that something is wrong and they have agency it makes more sense because it's not just like why is harrow having these memories wrong it's something new is happening and these are all characters with agency who are trying to solve the problem while being constrained by the fact that they're ghosts so i would say to you if you liked the first book enough to read the second one and get frustrated by it i would and like you don't mind rereading it i would say take some time and then reread it because this book is way better to me on the second read through. Did you reread Gideon before you reread Harrow? I did. I reread Gideon in preparation for Harrow's release. Um, and so I don't think I've reread it since I've, I've read 
since I read Harrow the first time, but it was recent enough that it's fresh in my memory. Mm. That might have been another problem that I had is that when I did not reread Gideon before I reread Harrow, so I also like can never tell if like if she is referring to something that I don't remember because I don't remember, or if she's referring to something that I don't remember because it didn't happen. Yeah. I think you need to be refreshed on who's alive and who's dead because uh, on reread, it's very clear to me that the only characters who are in the memories in any detail are the ones who die in the first book. And even though the characters who live after the first book are like referred to in the memory section, they never actually show up. They're always like referred to as if they're in another room or like in the distance and Harrow isn't, ever able to like bring in any details about them because they're not ghosts. She wasn't able to bring them in because they're not dead. So another thing I really like about Harrow uh, on reread is that there are characters in the first book who get kind of short shrift in particular, Abigail Pent, who's I think in one scene. Um, and in this book, she's like front and center. And so I and kind of like this, this chance to re- too, sorry. Yeah. And on this very page. And so I really like the opportunity to return to these characters who are interesting, but kind of hard done by because they are done in uh, early in um, in Gideon. And so we get to spend some time with them in this one. And it also, you know, just to zoom out a little bit, it uh, kind of activates the thesis of the series, which is like, you know, it's about necromancy. So being dead isn't necessarily the end of being in the, in the story, which I think is cool. Mm. And seeing as, of course, this is a very punctual podcast that we do regularly. And uh, as always, uh, our podcast must die now only to be resurrected tomorrow for another. Yes. Uh, Let us, let us say the prayer. We always say at the end of an episode, I pray the tomb is never opened. I pray the rock is never rolled away. And I pray that we'll be back tomorrow for another episode of page of the nine.